What is going on, Wellness Gang? Welcome back to Embodied Wellness Radio. Today, I'm going to be diving into one of the most argued upon topics in all of the health space, red meat. Is it going to kill you or is it going to help you thrive? Now, unfortunately, among many of the fields of science, nutrition is one of the many areas of study that is influenced by dogma, rules, and so-called laws that just can't really be argued. And even sometimes they're going to be bought and paid for by some of the larger corporations who, you know, seek to profit from, you know, whichever way they want to, let's say, move the needle. So today I'm going to be covering five red meat myths and more. And before I begin, I really just quickly want to clarify that when I say red meat, I'm referring to beef, veal, buffalo, uh, bison, venison, pork, and lamb, and not the white meats, which are going to be typically coming from uh, poultry and seafood. So if I talk about processed meat, that's going to be one other thing that comes up a bit today. I'm going to be referring to the meats that have gone through a process of salting, curing, uh, fermentation, or a smoking process. You know, think about things like salami, lunch meat, uh, even beef jerky, canned meat, if you know, you're going to go in that area, but I guess actually canned fish would go into that, but technically that's, yeah, that's still a processed meat, but we're not specifically going into, you know, fishes and poultries and stuff. So without further ado, let's get straight into the myths, starting with number one. Myth number one, eating red meat will increase your risk of heart disease. Wrong. This myth became a rampant issue in the 1960s after a famous study called the Seven Countries Study, which was really the first study to examine systemically the relation among lifestyle, diet, and the rates of heart attack and stroke in the contrasting populations that they looked at. And at the time, it was remarked as being a flagship cardiovascular disease study. Now, the issues and the controversy with this study, which are still a controversy to this day, is that first and foremost, the data was heavily, heavily cherry-picked, and the countries chosen were based off of a desired outcome, that being to create a full-blown attack on essentially just saturated fats. It was called the Seven Countries Study by Ansel Case and his team, but in reality, the research actually had data from 22 countries. However, they only chose to publish from seven of the countries, data that, in fact, one day would come to surface. Now, not only that, but the data was collected in some countries, such as Greece, during months where religious fasting would heavily skew the data. And in the entire study, sugar was never even taken into account. So when the study was published, they claimed so much of the results from these areas where people were said to live their longest lives are from the lack of animal meats in their diet and the lack of saturated fats that come along with it which is a false explanation that still to this day is cited by every vegan and vegetarian documentary under the sun. And this has been shown false time and time again. For example, the Sydney Diet and Heart Study from 2013, which in this seven-year study clearly showed avoiding and replacing saturated fats with seed oils increased death rates from all causes, coronary heart and cardiovascular disease. And in fact, I've got a chart right in front of me, and this data is actually quite interesting. So I'll read off to you some of this. And so when we're looking at this chart, the increased risk of death uh, by diet and lifestyle factors, uh, right at the top of the list is severe obesity. So this is the number one right on the top of the list, which increased the risk of death by 93%. Next is heavy smoking. This is 80% increased risk of death. Uh, vegetable oils by 62%. 62% increase in risk of death with vegetable oils. Um, the next one was physical inactivity, 48%. Heavy drinking by 41% increase. And way down at the bottom of the list is red meat. This is underneath still sugar 
moderate smoking, processed meat, and air pollution. Red meat is way down there at a probable risk of approximately 5%. And this doesn't even take into account the quality of the meat or any of the other factors that could be affecting that 5%. Now, what's insane is specifically the risk of death um, when I mentioned there about the vegetable and seed oils, a 62% increased risk of death just by increasing consumption by 12% of your daily calories, which as we know with fats is very, very, very easy to do. They sneak into so many products that are available in the market nowadays. So this is a really, really important one that actually wasn't even the point of talking about this. However, with a 62% increased risk of, of death from those seed oils, this is going to come up later when we start talking about uh, other forms of meat that are now going to be available in the market today. But by this model, uh, if we take into that data into account, that's the same as smoking two cigarettes per day in regards to your increased health risk as per the percentage of, of increased daily risk. So seed oils, seed oils, they have got to go. Another study published by the British Journal of Sports Medicine also cited that both saturated fats and dietary cholesterol are good for you and don't increase the risk of developing heart disease. So let's move into point two. Now, just so you know, the rest of these points are going to be a bit shorter. I know it was a little bit long-winded on that, but I thought there was some interesting data on that one. And myth number two is eating meat will increase your risk of cancer. This has been one that's been around for a long time, and I think it's going to keep on coming back. And partially that's due to the fact that this was uh, a 2015 uh, announcement. I don't even know if it was a paper. I don't think it was a paper, but the World Health Organization put an announcement uh, to people that if you consumed red meat uh, and processed meat, you're going to be at an increased risk for developing certain types of cancers. Now, in order to keep this bullet point a bit shorter, the study was based on really weak data and multiple studies, which I will link to in the show notes on embodywellnessco.com slash blog slash red meat or hit the link uh, in the podcast notes below. Both studies clearly show that reducing your red meat intake has zero or low certainty evidence on cardiovascular or cancer risk. If you're interested in the data, I will link it. Number three, myth number three, meat will cause blood vessel blockage and can lead to strokes. Eh, wrong again. As mentioned uh, kind of in the point one on heart disease, this goes hand in hand with really myth number three, which is uh, blood vessel blockage, which can lead to strokes. So meat, saturated fat, and cholesterol are not causes of arterial plaque. Diabetes, obesity, high blood pressure, high amounts of LDL, smoking, uh, stress and anxiety, lack of physical activity and hereditary factors are key contributors though. So if you're looking to support your heart health and you're you know, trying to keep your arteries clear, which is a considerable point for I'm assuming everybody listening in, then instead of cutting out your red meat, consider then cutting out processed foods, you know, the vegetable or seed oils, which we've mentioned a few times now, and replace them with high quality animal proteins and things like extra virgin olive oil. That is a great, great healthy oil instead of, you know, your sad bottle of Crisco or Unico, which I still see in the odd Airbnb from time to time when I'm traveling around. And yes, for those of you who, by the way, are confused, uh, when I say olive oil uh, and, and vegetable oil, when I'm saying get rid of vegetable oils, but olive oil is okay. And that's actually because olive oil is a fruit. It's picked from the olive tree. A fresh picked and pressed olive oil from a local olive oil store, one of the specialty shops that you may find in your area is literally the best oil that you can cook with and put in your body. So if you do a quick Google search for olive oil shop near me, that is something that your body is going to thank you for. 
then if you, when you go in, just ask them for the freshest and the most recently picked one that they have. Grocery stores will not have these. I repeat, grocery stores will not have fresh or very healthy olive oils. I can almost confirm that. Uh, most of the times they're going to be cut with PUFAs, which is the polyunsaturated fatty acids. Peanut oil is very bland and it's very easy for them to cover up. So that's one thing um, that they oftentimes will cut with olive oil and you don't actually realize that you're not getting true 100% olive oil. It's sneaky, uh, but we can get into some of those conspiracies another day. Myth number four, plant-based meat is healthier than red meat. No, it is not healthier than red meat. Now let's take a look at the classic Beyond Meat burger. Actually, first, let's take a look at the company stock price over the past few years. And you're going to see that's, that should be enough evidence for, you know, how crappy it makes people feel. But if we just look at the ingredient list alone, uh, the main ingredients are pea protein and canola oil. Now, pea protein alone isn't well absorbed in the body, especially as a protein. It's, it doesn't have a full amino acid profile combined with rice. It's, a, it's definitely a quite a bit better, but even still, pea protein alone is not very bioavailable. And the second main ingredient is canola oil, which is, you know, one of the most common offenders as far as inflammatory oils go that you should get out of your life. So this product, I won't even call it a food, but this product has no nutritional density and it is an absolute inflammatory mess for your body. And as we saw from the very first cited study, um, just by having that much, you know, obviously not that much canola oil, because like it said, it was 12% of your daily calories coming from vegetable oils. Um, but depending on how much you're eating and how much you're getting in from other sources, this could be a critical factor in increasing actually your risk of death by up to 62% based on those uh, original numbers I was talking to you about. So no, there's no way that these uh, plant-based meats are going to be healthier than red meat. Number five, we're going to continue on the plant-based meat topic. Uh, and the myth is that plant-based plant meat sorry, is better for the environment than real meat. Now, this can definitely strike up some heavy arguments. And I, I actually do see both sides because there's a lot of arguments that can be brought up with this one. But I'm going to bring up a few points that I think are, are quite critical. Now, first of all, the U.S. Environmental Protection Agency, the EPA, now their data shows that energy production is the cause of 31% of greenhouse gas emissions in the United States. Next is transportation, which is accounting for 27% of greenhouse gas emissions. Agriculture makes up for 7%, while livestock production only makes up 4.2%. Now, as compared to the, the energy sector and the transportation sector, which combined make up 58%, if I'm doing my math correctly, wasn't a big math guy, 58% as compared to that 4% is not enough, in my opinion, um, to tear down the entire meat industry and label it as the devil of of uh, environmental issues uh, when it only makes up 4.2% of the greenhouse gas emissions, and that's just in the United States. I was actually pretty blown away by this when I was kind of researching from some data for this podcast, but even USA Today, they reported and published an article where they linked to data that showed um, that if everyone in the United States went vegan, the total greenhouse gas emissions in the country not the world, just the country of the United States, would only drop by a measly 2.6%. Another point that gets brought up by uh, the environmental activists is oftentimes water consumption. Just to quickly nip this in the bud, to produce one pound of beef, it takes 441 gallons of water. And although that sounds crazy, and that is a lot of water, 
It takes 713 gallons of water to produce a single cotton t-shirt, 39,000 gallons of water to produce a car, and in New York alone, over 36 million gallons of water alone is leaked from the system every single day. Again, red meat is not the issue. Lastly, on this fifth point, regenerative farming is becoming more and more popular and people are beginning to change the world by where their dollar goes. Now, personally, I buy all my beef from P&H Ranch. You guys have heard us talk about that before. It's a local uh, British Columbia ranch that does all farm to table from a very ethical standpoint. Now, I know the owner and I see the way that he treats his cattle and the love that he puts into his grounds and the quality of the meat, you know, it really shows it. That's one of the things that I don't think people do often talk enough about, which I'd like to talk about more in the future, which is uh, the ethics and I'd say the energetic properties, really, of the food that you buy. Um, simply, I mean, it's, it's kind of conscious consumerism, which is a point that I keep bringing back throughout the past couple of years of, of doing these episodes. But, you know, really to simply put it, like if, if we want to put uh, our health first and avoid illness, don't buy things from people that aren't making them with love. <laughs> and I know that sounds a little hippie doo-doo, but every single material in our known universe has an energetic resonance to it. And if that energetic resonance is negatively charged and, and not going to be good for your body, um, this could hypothetically be a source for illness and disease in our world. So the same with animals. I choose to buy from people that treat their animals like pets. You know, they let them roam free and have a happy little life on pesticide-free land, eating the best and healthiest grasses, no grains. And, you know, then they have one bad day. That's why I choose to, to purchase and support from farmers like Bryce at PH Ranch. So I'll, I'll put his contact info in the notes below. It's not a paid ad. I just truly believe in supporting local. And as far as I know, he's, he's the only guy I actually know that, that does as high quality as he does. So I do recommend you know, sourcing from people like him. Now, there's other myths associated with meat that have you know, made their rounds over the years, such as red meat will lead to erectile dysfunction, increase your risk of diabetes, or make you resistant to antibiotics. And these are false. Quality is, is key, though, so I will harp back on that point again. So folks, humans have not only survived, but thrived off of red meat for thousands of years. And although the spazzy documentaries from militant religious vegans are presented well, they really are. Uh, when you look at the data, they, they don't stand up. So do yourself a favor and feel free to include some red meat in your food choices a few times per week without any guilt that you're destroying your health or the planet. My only recommendation would be very, very, very conscious and choosy about where you purchase your meat from, always aiming to buy from the most ethical, natural, and regenerative farms as possible. So if you enjoyed today's podcast, please share it on any of your favorite social media platforms and maybe even share it directly with someone who may be eager to learn some of the information that I put forth today. Anyways, it's time for me to go make a steak. I'll chat with you soon. Thank you for listening to today's podcast. This podcast provides general information and discussions about health and related subjects. The information and other content provided in this podcast or any linked materials are not intended and should not be construed as medical advice, nor is the information a substitute for professional medical expertise or treatment. If you or any other person has medical concern, you should consult with your healthcare provider and seek other professional medical treatment. 
Never disregard professional medical advice or delay in seeking it because of something you may have heard on this podcast or any link materials. If you think you may have a medical emergency, call your doctor or emergency services immediately. The opinions and views expressed on this podcast are of no relation to those of any academic, hospital, health practice, or other institution.